On tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk, farewell to Chairman Meow, House of the Dragon, The Boys, The Sandman, The Floaty Spaceman, The Dark Asteroid Collision, Hunter S. Thompson, and The Nixon-Trump Dystopia. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. What do you know, Miss Petra? Ooh, it has been a while since we have sat down and done a podcast. Mm, yeah, we suck. We well, say that every our sh- life has <laughs> been tumultuous. Well, it's a running joke at this point. We yeah. say it every podcast. It just it is what it is. We do our best, and when we can sit down, we do. Well, so that we are an irregularly scheduled podcast. We're definitely irregularly scheduled to. Uh, yeah. It has been a while, and that is just fine. That's the way it goes sometimes. It is, and I'm sad to let our audience know, but I ran a kitty hospice for a few months here, and we have lost our precious Chairman Meow. A member of our team. Yes, we have no podcat. No podcat. Back warmer, support, kitty. I I miss her so much. I I see ghosts of her all the time. Like I think it's a little gray cat. Well, she was a funny little thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She had a lot of personality. She trained me well. Yeah, she trained everybody well. She did. She did. But this time I am... Uh, well, she was the chairman. She was. She was the boss. No doubt about it. <laughs> oh. But she was... Uh, she had cancer and we weren't going to prolong it any longer. No, so. no, no. It was... Uh, they didn't give me a name of it, but they told me it was very aggressive and they could not do treatment locally. We would have to go to like OSU or someplace like that. And she hated car rides. She was weak. She was, you know, she just wasn't in a good way. Oh my if, goodness. if she had been younger or stronger, was, you know. Was sure. If she was like yeah. 14. Yeah. Or 14 so. and a half. Yeah. So. She was almost 15. I just thought, I thought I was going to have her until 20. I just did. So I was just devastated. And I still am. I'm still, I'm still grieving. Well, pets are a part of our family. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. And, and uh, they are funny little, they're funny little creatures to have around. And she we, was, we you know, in. she followed me around like a little dog. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just was really attached to that mean little animal. <laughs> so now we got to find another one. Yes, yes. We're working on it. We are, we are. I've got um, kitten setup going and everything. I've been, you know, just binging Jackson Galaxy Cat Daddy, uh, my cat from hell guy, on kitten care and just everything that was not available when poor chairman Yao was a baby it's a big decision it is it's huge decision it's hard to pick out personalities when they're little babies too that's gonna be the hard part i'd like to have a little friendly little chatty fella or girl yeah yeah well there's something i want to talk to you about and i think this is a great time to broach this subject perfect (laughs) since we're talking about this Cats are social animals, yeah. and the best time to do it is to get two kittens together. And I know you've been holding a place for a dog, but we're living in an apartment, and that's not going to change. I'm not holding a place for a dog. We can't have a dog in our apartment. Yeah. I think it would be easier to leave 
two cats with our cat sitter coming in and out once a day. I want to think about it. I don't <laughs> like. I was just going to come home with two, and I'm like, no, that is not cool. Uh, no, it's not. It's you should, not. You should never ambush never, your I, I mate like that. I just don't do you that way. But I don't. I like. This is a good time to hit you with that, and mm. you well, know, you can't I'll, overreact. <laughs> well, I'll think about it, but. I mean, come on. One's don't you think one's enough? No, no. They need each other, especially as babies. Hmm. Well, I thought you had multiple cats, and they hated each other, and you absolutely I wanted to introduced them the wrong way. Yeah. And I now know that. And like that—that's the deal with you get them like as their two buddies that are already buddies, right? So oh, well, I don't know. To introduce them or anything. Maybe. It's and just, then that way, you're definitely going to have one, at least one that's going to be super outgoing and buddy and love up to you and one follow me around like a dog, you know? It just seems like double the work, which it absolutely, from my logical brain, it will be. There's There's double the litter box stuff. There's double bed appointments. There's double everything. But they go together. You do that together. You scoop the litter box at one time. You go to the vet at one time. You know, everything is done at one time. And you don't do it. <laughs> I might ask you to help, but. Well, sure. Of course, I'll help and do my part. I mean, but, I'm like, just sit down and watch some, some cat daddy videos with me later. Okay. Or, you know, explaining and, and keep an open mind. That's what I'm asking for, Hank. Nope. All right. I won't totally rule it out, but I am skeptical of having two. I think well, one. Um, I loved our one little kitty. I felt like that was pretty good. Two, they might gang up on us. <laughs> well, if we got two bingles, I'm sure they would. Well, that's true. Oh, no, and, we're looking for little uh, 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 backyard garbage kitties. Right. So, yeah. So, R.I.P. Chairman Meow. Yeah, I'm so sad. So sad. Oh, but I don't have a really good transition here or anything like that. I'm just going to go right into talking about the television shows that we've been watching lately. The television shows. I've been a little bit obsessed. Um, you followed happily along with watching House of the Dragon. Yeah, you're into it more than me. It's this usual... Um, um, days of our lives, medieval days of our lives, which is fine. Again, like I said last yeah, night, yeah, you're not into not, it the way I'm I not, am. I'm, I'm not like, saying it's bad, yes. but um, <laughs> they are moving along fast. We'll say that. Oh yeah, they're cramming the story in. Every episode moves forward about ten years, I think. I don't know if it's like I think yeah. it's at least a year or two, and I think this next. Is going to be a 10-year jump with different actors playing different characters. I feel like this last episode was about a 10-year jump. It, it was a big jump. It was a bigger jump. It was a couple of years. That one girl's got like a whole litter now. Yeah, but she's popping them out one a year because as soon as she's got one out, she gets summons back to the old man's chambers to make another baby. Right. I mean, that's what this story... This, that's why I love this one so much. It's about the women and their situation in life and it's shocking but i'm i'm 50 years old this year and my life at their age was very very similar with the only thing that was important about me as a human being was my virginity 
in marrying me off to an old man in the church. Mm, it's so weird to say that, but I believe you. I mean that. I mean it was a, it was very cultish, but I mean that is the reality for a lot of girls even today in in America. And I love seeing this actually on you know a major television mm-hmm. show. It's probably well, I don't know how we don't have kids, but uh-huh. uh it's probably more religious based. Oh yeah, definitely. People who are like that, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, but uh, it's I other mean, it's, people that have girls don't go around acting like that in general, I don't think, do they? I think it's changed, but I think it was that way. I mean, they want their daughter to find a good husband but i don't think it's you need to marry this guy because he's rich and he'll add to our family fortune i don't you know i think that works that way in some churches now oh i'm sure in churches (laughs) that's what i'm saying but you know not everybody's super churchy that's true that's true but it exists and i love seeing it actually don't get me wrong there's gold diggers out there and and all that and Hell, I don't have problem any of it as long as everybody's on their same page. The girl gets what she wants, and the guy gets what he wants, and whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you followed where I was coming from. I on did, that but one I went all. off on a little bit of a tangent. I know you're talking about young okay. girls and all that, and yes, I ended up at a different place. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, you just made my brain go. <laughs> yes, got it. Okay. <laughs> just spin out there. Yeah, I really I love House of the Dragon for. Being centered on the women's stories, for moving fast, being really, you can tell it's shot from a women's point of view in several of the episodes. They actually have female directors intentionally to do that. We're on episode four, right? Five. Did we just watch five last night? We just watched five, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm I'm just eating it up. I love it. I love all of the characters. Um, I know you don't like Damon. I I don't I don't like love Damon. I love watching him. He is a dumpster fire of a person. Yeah, I guess I'm just waiting for a little more action. Which I get it. It's it's not like I keep saying. It's days of our lives, medieval days of our lives at this point. Yeah. So. I assume there'll be some action coming for to keep people like me interested soon. <laughs> Surely somebody's got to attack somebody, some kingdom, somehow, some, yeah, there, something's got to happen. There's been several battles so far, and every single episode has had dragons in it. And it's still not, like, at least keeping you a little bit interested. Well, I would, I would beg to differ that every episode, I mean, every episode may have a, a shot a, or two. A, a shot of a dragon, yeah. but as far as actually some significant battle, no. Game of Thrones didn't even have a single dragon until the last episode of the first season where she walked naked yeah. out with the dragons. No, I know. I get it. So, I mean, I feel like it's moving along. I love the pacing. I well, love and, the pacing. Well, and I'm also a little bit, I mean, and I read an article about this too, about, and I'm not the only one. There's uh-huh. a lot of people that are just kind of, this, this whole article is like, why are we all into this Game of Thrones? We've been here before and blah, blah, blah. Like basically this article is saying, this is okay, but this isn't like earth shattering like it should be to warrant these kind of numbers. 
and I don't know if that's true or not. Like, yeah, what you, whatever you like, you like. But the article is just musing that, like, maybe it's like, like before COVID, and when you every Sunday night you watched a new episode of Game of Thrones, and that's been going mm-hmm. on for years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, ten years probably. Yeah, definitely. There were like at least eight or ten years in the eight seasons mm-hmm. of the original Game of Thrones. So this story was just kind of amusing that maybe some of this is us just, it's familiar, it's comforting, you know, you to know, get in this routine. I, I think this seems like a curmudgeon <laughs> review. Don't think so? I don't think so. You think it's because more? Because every detail about these shows, the tapestries in the background, mm-hmm. um, the walk. Special effects. Yeah, the special effects, the, 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 the castles. The battles, the the armor, the costumes, everything is to the nth degree. They are trying their best to be perfect and basically present, you know, a, a 10 or 12 hour long movie. Right. That, and, and they're doing a beautiful job of it. That is a style of television. Sure. And I believe that kind of developed with um, The Sopranos. Probably. You know, it's high end. Right. Um, great actors, great writing, great directing, you know, and, and that's keeping with that genre. And it is a high fantasy, or actually, I think it's low fantasy, uh, technically, but it is a fantasy genre television show too that we really look forward to i mean there's a big audience that's watching um, right the lord of the rings thing that's on right now we haven't even started it or anything so maybe we'll watch it maybe we won't but i do think it is a kind of a television television sensation it's something like and it's always been like that like there was Back in the day, there were mini series on television when we were growing up. There was Roots. Mm-hmm. There was uh, North and South, uh, The Lonesome Dove. I mean, about every year or two, there would be some big, right? Yeah, this isn't like right. Yeah, right. It's not brand new. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing too is, and this article's article said that too, and I'm saying this is me too. Uh huh. I, I just was. I felt so burned on the last one that I'm like. It still has a bad taste in my mouth from that. We're like, are they going to do this and at the end of this thing just be just the most ridiculous, stupid writing that's ever been <laughs> again? Well, Sh- the Surely difference- to God, not. But gosh, I mean, we've wasted 10 years for that bullshit of Game of Thrones. <laughs> 10 right. fucking years. You're right. To have that You're bullshit right. ending that was a, a kindergartner, a high school English project could have done better than that. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, so there's a little bit of that. So I'm into it more because you're into it, and and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I'm liking it. Don't get me wrong. I don't dislike it, but you're at a higher level liking it than I am, and that's okay. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's totally fine. I'm enjoying it. We'll see how it works out. I'm dragging Hank along. You're all right, uh, and I, well, I forgot what I was going to say. The other thing that we've been watching that you were equally unhappy with the ending of was the third season of The Boys. Yes, terrible, 
they, well, they, well, did they hire the same writers from Game of Thrones to do that bullshit? Like, it should be the most basic bullshit when they have some big scene early in. This is a spoiler. This is a spoiler. Anybody's watching The Boys, then want a spoiler, then shut this off. But there's a big scene where Homelander and Butcher are talking over the kitchen table, and it's a real ominous, clearly meant to be foreshadowing. Where they're like, so basically, some someday me and you are just going to go at it till somebody's dead and all the carnage and whatever happens. And they're like, damn right, that's, that's what we're going to do someday. Whatever, paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And so there's a mechanism for Butcher to have the same powers that Homelander does. You're like, all right, well, there's the foreshadowing. He's going to take this magic juice. He's going to turn into Homelander. We're going to see the biggest epic fight that's ever been between these two. And what do we get? Nothing. (laughs) We got another season of The Boys where Butcher's brain is leaking out of his freaking ears, and the only thing that's going to save him is a shot of the real, real stuff. Yeah, I would hope. I mean, surely to God, at the end of this show, <laughs> somehow they will kill Homelander in some spectacular style. But I'm just saying, they had a lot of foreshadowing and an opportunity that they could have at least fought and then maybe went out with their own ways, but they never even fought. It was it was the ending. They did fight a little bit, a very, very, very. Yeah, little. yeah. They had that laser eye moment thing going on, but they were more worried about saving civilians. And I thought that was some character growth for Butcher. <laughs> you think <laughs> that was that's how you're rationalizing that? They've got a position where they can kill Homelander in this stupid show, uh-huh. and. They, the whole reason at first they don't kill him is because there's a kid there. And they don't want to yeah. injure the kid. Get that. Uh-huh. Well, now the kid leaves. They He runs away or the kid leaves. And they have a chance to kill Homelander. And what do they do? They all turn on the dude who could kill Homelander. And so Maeve is fighting Homelander. And they're all fighting the dude. Who all they have to do is uh, is stop fighting him and say, "All right, go, walk through that door right there and kill that asshole." Like the whole point of the whole season has been building to, and they just keep fighting him and totally inhibiting the whole point of the whole series or the whole season. Okay, my brain is having a a gas moment because I honestly thought. That Homelander and Soldier Boy were getting ready to team up on them, and that's why they had to keep them separated. Oh, I didn't get that. If I, if I got that, if that's what it was, then I just totally didn't get that. I kind of got the sense that there was a question about that. So I'd like to I'd like to watch it again. Yeah, okay. I'm not as as negative on it as as you are at all. I'm I'm like woo another season. Well, I'm glad for that. Of death and Christ. and I like the R rated. I love the show in general, but it, it it's letting me down at the end. That's See, I saying. love it. It's like it's all about childhood trauma and how fucked up it can make adults. Well, I think it's a it's a love letter to childhood trauma. Well, that's definitely what's going on there. Of course, I mean, yeah. If 
it's a it's a great premise for a show, and it's a yeah. it's a good show. But, it's fun. But it's very fun. I, I'm just I'm just telling you my critiques. I wish <laughs> I wish the writing. If you write something, the the whole season is building up to something, and that something doesn't happen. Uh huh. Well, that's bullshit. I mean, that's awful writing. Then then don't foreshadow it or don't build up to that. But that's what the whole se- the whole show this whole season. What I'm uh-huh. trying to say was built up for them to get Soldier Boy, then use Soldier Boy to kill him, and then right at the end, when they could have done that, they all turn on Soldier Boy because he's as crazy as he is and civilians are involved. You're yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, do you think you're going to kill Superman and not have some civilian casualties? Anyway. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I saw it as kind of character growth, I guess. I, I just, I didn't. I didn't have the negative reaction that you did. And I think it's kind of fun to share it on air. Well, it is. <laughs> so they'll keep me around another season and they'll yeah. pod me along. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll have some, I don't know, they'll show some preview of the deep is going to have a whale that's somehow going to kill him. And then it'll never happen. It'll just be, all right, well, I just forgot that we ever even said that. And that'll never happen. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to wrap back around. This is just like the first boxing match round. It's going to go on. They just didn't end it the way you wanted it to. I know they had to have another season with him. I've I fully expected them not to kill him, I guess. I mean, he's but. he's why we tune in. He's awesome. Oh yeah, Star I think is his name, the actor. What's his name? Anthony Star. Well, I don't know how Anthony Starr will ever get another part because he is Homelander. He's terrifying in that role. Yeah. His abs- every time he is on the screen, the the hair on my arms stand up. I'm nervous. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. Because any time he could just literally rip somebody's head off. He's like literally red, white, and blue Hannibal Lecter. He's yeah, he's definitely a crazy person. It's fun. It's fun yes. show, but Yes. Lots of fun. But they better go somewhere with it. <laughs> So bad. So we, bad. We found um, a little genre on YouTube. If you type in ambient music or ambient sound, whatever, ambient noise, my gosh, millions. Like YouTube will take over your whole thing, will just feed you millions of ambient videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check out Floating Space Guy. You love Floating Space Guy. It's Everybody, pretty great. It's Everybody pretty loves great. Floating Space it's Guy. It's great. Just an astronaut floating in space against a, it's hard, it's kind of a trippy thing, a little background, not even music, whatever you call it, ambient noise. Yeah, it's and it's very relaxing. The colors are very mm-hmm. vivid. It's uh, like a stark magenta blue purple color scheme right on on black and you can watch about eight or ten hours of mr spaceman floating with his ambient music Uh (laughs) i mean it's one of those things like of course that's a thing it's just i never really thought of it or really considered how big a thing that is and how many views some of those oh my gosh like, like, I know some of the ones that I listen to on a regular basis, like my, my I, I showed you my shamanic drumming mm-hmm. thing that I sleep to. It's nice. It, like, I know I've probably played that once a day for a year. 
Yeah. And uh, and then so once you well, so again so once you search and find that and actually play it, well, holy shit, they'll feed you thousands of <laughs> more than you ever. The the Halloween ones I think mm-hmm. are kind of cool. You know, be like a little spooky house with ambient rain in the background or something going on. A cat once in a while. I just realized something while we were sitting here talking. Uh huh. YouTube is literally my version of the radio. Probably. And I've never paid for the like the premium or anything. Like I fight with the commercials. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't mind. Usually a, do that. Yeah, you know, I don't mind a commercial now and then. Was it? I mean, somebody's got to pay for this. I don't yes. Yeah, I agree. But some of them are annoying, especially when it's like sleep music and there's a really, really loud commercial like an hour into it. You know, I, I looked at one time. Um, I'd love one of our fans tweeted a uh, tweeted this. There must be something like just like like there's a million search search engines that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. There's probably 20 very popular ones that we would all know. Uh-huh. Like, is there no alternative to YouTube? There has to be something out there that's YouTube. Except it's not YouTube. I have a feeling that if there was anything like YouTube, it would be exactly the kind of thing, like, if there was anything like Facebook that wasn't owned by Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? I think Facebook would eat it up or YouTube would eat it up before it got to be big enough to be any kind of competition. They'd buy them out. Maybe just that's huge a, amounts. Of maybe, money. maybe that's what's going on. I don't know, but it's again, just like, I mean, just like, you know, you got Spotify and, uh, what are the other ones? There's a million of them. Mm-hmm. I can't name them right now, but you know, what is the other one to Spotify that's so popular back in the day? Start with a P. Pandora? Pandora, yes. Like that. Like there's yeah. all kinds of music services like that. iHeartRadio, there's a million things that you can find that's a basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I know of YouTube. Do you know? I don't know of anything. I else. don't know of anything. If anybody else. knows anything, send me a link. I'd love to. I found something once, but it had like, like nothing. I mean, yeah. it, it must have had 1%. Of the videos that YouTube has, and I get it's hard to get started, but yeah, but it's got you got to have something. I and you can sense the frustration in YouTube content creators with how blocked into YouTube's rules and their policies that 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 they are. Like you can really tell listening to them. I think the ones I listen to, yeah. you can hear their frustration. Well, it's like me with Facebook. I mean, it's a necessary evil to run a business. Yeah. You yeah. just have to, at some point. But that's probably been like that with anything. You know, back 100 years ago, people were probably aggravated at newspapers because of whatever. You had to advertise there, and they were aver- they were aggravated because the newspaper made you do a certain way or, you know what I mean. I think maybe the nature, it may be a little bit of the nature of the beast. Of the beast. Yeah, yeah. But I think anytime anything gets a monopoly, oh, no, that's gonna, yeah, that's, it's not, just not good. Maybe we'll do an active search. We'll try to find one ourselves. Yeah, I just don't know. Man, I am so addicted to YouTube. So, ambient spaceman, 
we kind of, we I think it's literally floating space. Floating space. But, but actually, it's floating astronaut. I think is what it really is called. But we've devolved it into floaty spaceman. <laughs> is what we call it. Our stupid hillbilly ways. And uh, what else is going on? It won't, all, it won't matter when this asteroid hits in a few months anyway and kills a whole <laughs> Earth. It'll all be gone. It won't matter. You know, you get onto me for being doomy and gloomy sometimes, <laughs> and then you're just like, ho, 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 ho. Yeah. Well, there's an asteroid. Go ahead. Tell us about it. Um, DART. D-A-R-T. What does that stand for? Double Asteroid Redirection Test. How about that? Double now, Asteroid Redirection Test. Uh-huh. NASA loves acronyms. That's yes. A, that's a pretty good one. In a nutshell, we've launched a, a, whatever you want to call it, satellite, spacecraft, spaceship, whatever, that weighs a few hundred million tons. I don't know. It's a big, heavy, uh-huh. it's a big, heavy-ass spaceship. And we're going to crash that shit into an asteroid and see what happens. <laughs> that is, we can make it move. <laughs> yes. I, they keep saying in all these articles, they make it so clear. This is not heading towards Earth. This is just a practice run. Don't panic, which, again, almost makes me like, all right, well, now I am panicked. Like, before I didn't <laughs> care, but now you're saying it so much. Now you're making me paranoid that it is coming straight for us. Which is hilarious. Because so, we just watched Don't Look Up. Right. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> so they are, they've found an asteroid that they say is not going to hit Earth. It's about a mile wide, apparently. <laughs> a pretty big, you know, big chunk. And they're literally going to fly this spaceship and crash it into this asteroid and then analyze the trajectory and see if we were able to knock it off course. Not trying to blow it up like Armageddon style, just knock it off course. I think that sounds interesting. It sounds really more reasonable, and, yeah. it, and it's a good planetary defense thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean any planet that had that, if there is life out there and super intelligent life, they had to figure out a way to do this. Yeah, eventually. I mean, sooner or later, just the luck of the draw, something's going to hit your planet. Yeah, so. yeah, there are. So this is actually pretty damn significant, I think. I think it's pretty cool. I love shit like this. I do, too. I do, too. And I saw something and didn't. It was on YouTube, ironically, Mm -hmm. and didn't click on the video. And, of course, like an ad came up and it disappeared. But it was um, supposedly like the Air Force didn't want to release files on UFOs because they don't want to startled the population i right. feel like it would be detrimental there you go hold it a little closer there all right i was too loud before well we're in out of practice we are but i thought that was i i just missed it and i haven't been able to find it again but yeah there's so many of those conspiracy things it's hard to say like unless yeah. you unless you see the actual person from the air force like in his press conference it's hard to it is. It's hard to read all these other things and get any real information out of it. Yeah. Um, but this is on, uh, if you want to see it, they're going to have this live. I think that's free, that is freaking me. phenomenal. You can get on NASA, and I believe, uh, speaking of YouTube, we're a whole YouTube uh, ad this thing. But 
apparently NASA has a live YouTube feed in general, I guess. Uh-huh. But on September 26th specifically, you can watch this thing hit this asteroid. It's it deployed they they're pretty smart about how they did this. This thing is going to hit this asteroid and it has cameras on it. So uh-huh. you'll just see it, I assume, coming towards this asteroid and then just go black. Uh-huh. But this thing pops off a camera, another satellite with a camera on uh-huh. it or something that records before it hits. So not only will you see the thing, you know, hitting and then just go fuzzy, yeah. you'll get a, a above view of it happening from a third party satellite when it hits. Oh, that's it. good. Yeah. I bet they have rockets like that that they use. That's how they know I think it's that. pretty damn cool. It is. And surely if we had to, I mean, we'll see. This whole, this will be a good test, actually. Technology has moved so, so fast. I mean, if we had to, if we had to, with this technology, if this thing does hit this, that's the first thing. Mm Because this thing's traveling like, you know, just insane. Like 30,000 miles a second bullshit. I mean, it's. I mean, I may to be off, but hey, the point is, it's not, it's not an easy target. <laughs> it's sitting like it just yeah, floating around I just, in space. I mean, I just wonder if it's just not going to basically vaporize the spacecraft. I know. Yeah. But if we could just even hit it, then that's then, interesting. Then, that's then that's maybe, learning something. Yeah. Then maybe the next time we can use those algorithms and that computer system and hell if we had to we'll launch every nuke on the face of the earth at this thing it'd be one good way to get rid of them all right can you imagine can you imagine literally if we launched hundreds of nuclear bombs at some asteroid that was the size of texas that was coming at the earth oh there'd be some asshole that'd have to keep theirs gosh what a show that would be that would be holy crap It'd be another sun in the sky for a moment. We'd show that asteroid who's boss. We're like, we'll show you, you asshole. You're not getting us today. We've been building up arms to kill ourselves for decades. And we're just going to unleash them on you. Woohoo! Exactly. So I think that is interesting. That's see, interesting. Well, I have a question so for you, you. So you can see it live on NASA TV. I have a question for you. Oh. Since we've been criticizing my choices of television, what did you think of Sandman? We also watched Sandman. Oh, I love Sandman. I thought that was good. Good. Okay. Yay. Yeah. And I hope that they will take a little more. Like, it seems like they want to change things so much. It's like they're afraid. They know they get content that's good, that, like, they have a big following and people love it. Uh Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of something specifically, but we'll just go with Sandman. Well, the the boys. Oh, we'll go with that because I was waiting on them earlier. Um Apparently, a buddy of mine was telling me the comic strip has nothing to do with this movie or the show. Like, mm-hmm. it's so off that it's not, I mean, it couldn't in any way possible end or go anywhere near the way the comic book is went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, that's fine. But there's some shows that, like um, Sandman apparently went pretty much, from the way mm-hmm. I can understand it, by the comic book. And people freaking loved it. Like, I wonder why they feel the need to, like, just make it absolutely just change everything. You think they made good? it their own? I mean, I guess it's a reimagining. 
Or maybe they think you people know? get bored. Like, well, they've seen this story before, so we need to yeah. make another story. Well, I mean, there are, like... I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just pointing it out. Well, one of the differences between Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon is House of the Dragon is finished. There's an end to that book. You right. know how it ends. Right. But they struck gold with that one because it was written from two different, like, unreliable narrators. Mm. So they get to kind of strike out on their own and combine the two storylines and hmm. work it that way. I, you know, I don't know. I, I really am enjoying the boys. I never read the comic book, but. Well, I'm glad to see that, you know? like, uh, <laughs> Sandman is what we were talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see that they've taken some content from a, from a comic book and basically just, because <laughs> a lot of people probably, they're just as interested in, like, even if it's not, the plot's not any different. They, they just want to see a movie screen, real life people version of their comic book. Like they don't need the plot to change. They just want to see, you know, with special effects and all that stuff. So it's good. I think that will help. Hmm. Well, I think there's to each especially own. people like us because we didn't see, we didn't mm-hmm. read the comic book mm-hmm. of uh, Sandman. No, I. Uh is I that, like both. Is that the name of the comic book? <laughs> yeah. I think it's The Sandman. The Sandman. Did you read it? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no. So, see, it's double. Like but then, that, then for us, the, that works double good, I think. Yeah. Because we don't know the content. And then they put it out there like, holy shit, that's pretty good. And then you're like, well, that went right by the book. That's no wonder it's pretty good. Like, okay. they, Like trusting the writing. Uh, um, basically... Until the very ending, but it wasn't that much of a change. Like uh, Watchmen, I think mm-hmm. that pretty much went right by the comic book mm-hmm. and, until the end. But even at the end, it was a giant disaster that did the same thing. No squids. It wasn't, <laughs> instead of a giant interdimensional squid, it was you know a nuclear holocaust. But it still got the point across of what yeah, was you yeah. know. Anyway, yeah, I like um, Sandman. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was great. And I like, I just like both ways of storytelling, I guess. Either way works for me. Perfectly good. Um, as long as it tells a good story. And I guess I'm holding out hope for like, you know, ongoing geek television. <laughs> oh, I think that's out there for, yeah, that that's, that's not going anywhere. Yeah. There's always going to be comic book movies forever. I hope so. I hope they haven't worn out. I think Disney is kind of maybe wearing it out a little bit. Maybe. I, I don't know. There for a while it seemed like we couldn't find anything to watch. And now we've actually found a good little chunk of things. Things to watch. Yeah, well, we're watching The Devil in Ohio right now on Netflix. That seems to be good. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. Like what, you said, The does? Boys, um, Sandman, Game of Thrones, or House of Dragon. Yeah, we've watched several. Yeah, well, those were like at my recommendation. You just haven't really, I don't know, picked up anything lately. No, not in particular. But I'm enjoying what you're doing. So, okay, find me. <laughs> you can take me along for the ride. <laughs> I was feeling guilty about it. Yeah, don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> and then I've been reading a little bit of my. Uh, um, I'm still reading some Hunter S. Thompson stuff. I have. 
uh, some books of his articles. It's been pretty cool. Um, and I'm telling you, I've told you that it makes me feel a little more calm of like what's going on in like politics and American politics. When I read him, and at this point, I'm taking it as a whole different thing. Like if mm-hmm. you read a Hunter S. Thompson book, like Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, it's a phenomenal mm-hmm. book, and it's just a goofy, funny read. Yeah. But these articles I'm reading, it's a book of chronological articles of when Hunter S. Thompson was a writer for Rolling Stone magazine in the late 60s, early 70s. And he's covering these Nick, this Nixon White House thing. And you're reading it like you're reading the newspaper. Like he doesn't know how this is going to happen or what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. I, the one I'll let you read a little bit of today. Just substitute in classified documents instead of, instead of classified Watergate tapes. Mm-hmm. And it reads the same way. You've got these jackasses that are the cover-up people. Yep. You've got subpoenas that are getting ignored. You've got this. The whole thing is very, very, very similar, I think. I don't know why I'm, I'm the only one that's picking up on that, but it seems mm-hmm. to be. And then there's the Hunter S. Thompson style of writing it where it's very funny anyway. And Oh, God, yeah. Um, he is uh, his words. He is a word wordsmith. That dude is funny as shit. He tells you the information, <laughs> but it's in a very crazy way. It's like what the fuck did I just read? Right. <laughs> and it's all in there, and I have to go back and reread it because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I find myself doing that sometimes too. But anyway, and I'm taking it like a history book is how I'm taking yeah. it. I'm not taking it like I'm reading the Hunter S. Thompson book. I'm taking this as history. As a historian writing <laughs> history as it's happening, because, I mean, and he oh. hate, he hated Nixon from like early in Nixon's career. Like, <laughs> like it must have been the greatest day. Well, you read some of it, but yeah, it, it kind of wasn't though because there was some article he'd already written and it messed it up that his right his deadline for something. And that was what you were reading today. Oh, yeah. And he was so mad about it. He was ready to go, like, to go be violent. Yeah. But his description of what he wanted to do, it was like, dude, I'm impressed. (laughs) Right. Because he had written his, apparently written his giant article he was ready to turn in. And then out of nowhere, um, Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon on a Sunday at 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Like all, of, just completely pardons him. It's all over. With. Completely yeah. free, exonerated. You can't be for anything ever prosecuted for this whatsoever. And you know that was a that was a deal. That yeah. must have been. Again, it's a history lesson. I know it's kind of boring, but the only reason it's not boring is because of today. Yeah. Like if I was reading this any other time, I'd be like, ah, eh, maybe this is a little boring. But given today's context, it's absolutely not. It's fascinating. Not to me, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating and terrifying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, again, whatever your politics are, you can't deny this This Donald Trump thing is a weird thing. I mean, there's there's been so many things. And that's another thing with Nixon. Like, apparently, from reading these Hunter S. Thompson things, he had multiple scandals, all kinds of things that this people like, ah, whatever, country's going good. Let's just, you know, just forget about that. 
and finally there was wow. one finally there was one giant one that like he just we can't ignore this he just yeah he just couldn't get out of this like this is like all the fixers in the world you being a president it's not going to fix this um and he had gerald ford to pardon him like, I, like that's the situation different here like there's not a republican in the white house right now that's saying all right if you'll just go away we'll pardon you that, that's not happening so no. um well but i think even if they offered him a full pardon he could not his ego isn't gonna let him take it he's never gonna shut up you know like that walking bag of dog shit is just gonna keep going until he drops out of a heart attack you know that that's again though nixon was the same way i mean an extremely arrogant just thought he was bulletproof i mean there's similarities there too so we will see if some you know if some Mm -hmm. prosecutor or somebody you know really gets a, a bulldog handle on this and uh It'll be interesting. Yeah, what, what these documents are. I mean, hell, we don't know. It could have been anything from the lunch menus to nuclear codes. We have yeah. no damn idea. And so there's that. It's it's all it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. And and there has been some. I don't understand how anybody at this point. Like maybe you could somehow logically say well i like his policies but he's an asshole maybe you get by with that yeah but i don't see how anybody on the face of the earth can't say that donald trump absolutely is the biggest asshole douchebag that's been around in a long damn time and if you think that (laughs) and if you think that's worth the policy then okay but i mean i don't know how anybody like like if you if you phrase a question like he would never be friends with you. Any person that's like a super Trump, you know, I'm a major supporter. If you were in the same room with him for ten minutes, you'd hate his fucking guts. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you were yeah. stuck in a room together, where whatever some circumstance, and you all just had to, that guy would hate you, and you'd hate him. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about it. But they are, I don't know, what is the psychology of a, a Trumper? I don't understand it. I, I think the best, and I'm just playing couch psychologist. Go for it. I think it's just like I hate the system and he represents just the anti-system. <laughs> like I hate politics and this guy represents something yeah. different than every other politician and so i'm leeching onto him vaguely i think that's my couch coach diagnosis i don't think they necessarily like him that much but they're just like they like the they like that he's so ridiculously rebellious against other politicians that's what i think i think it all started his super popularity Mm-hmm. Even though it was just ridiculous and it's just spouting off, but he was like, you know, yeah, when I'm elected president, I'm going to put Hillary in jail. We're going to lock her up. Like, and people yeah. took that shit literally. They did. And they just loved that. They just, 
they I think that that hit a chord with some people. Like, yeah, tell those damn politicians, you know, we'll show them. I think that. Well, I think that is also about forty nine percent misogyny and just sheer hatred of women too. Well, if you put together all the bullshit of his presidency, and I'm not talking policies, I'm talking outside that. Yeah. I mean, again, I just don't see how any, like, there was somebody who I could friendly, one of my friends, and rarely is there anybody that I could friendly discuss this with. Yeah. And I had a discussion with them, and it was very logical about all this, and nobody got mad about anything. Yeah. But it's it's like either... Either you believe that there's a mass conspiracy that involves, like, Russian people, our generals, our top military generals, mm-hmm. all the judges at all the levels that certified the election, all of our people in the military that testified about the um, Ukraine situation is basically like, well, I'll give you aid if you'll if you'll investigate biden's kid like that, mm-hmm. that they had mm-hmm. impeach, impeachment hearings over that mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. do, do they think every one of those witnesses are lying every judge that yeah. ruled that the election was valid at all kinds of levels in multiple states they and, see him as a <clears throat> messiah as almost a religious figure and then the, the ones that are really really deeply bought into it and then the january 7th stuff like no, he wasn't right there. And January sixth. January sixth. Sorry, <laughs> the January sixth stuff, and 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 you can say, well, those guys are just assholes. They don't represent him. But come on, it's clear as fucking day that he didn't exactly go out of his way to discourage it. At a minimum, you could say that. If even yeah. if you ignore everything while it was happening. That dude purposely didn't say a word because he wanted that shit to happen or he wanted something to happen. There are witnesses Ugh. who have talked about him gleefully watching it on television. I'm 100% sure. And he sure. fired a ball up in that speech before they went. Well, he was careful in that speech not to say, like, you know, you can't you, I don't think, if in a court of law, that speech, there's nothing that he said. I want you to go and I want you to start a riot. Like, you know, he didn't say it that way. But the point is, there's enough, like, again, I don't know how anybody can yeah. can say what was going on that that dude could have got on TV and could have helped the situation, and he didn't. Like, at a minimum, anybody should be able to see that. Yeah. Anyway, so there's all that. So either all those people and all that shit is made up, or he's an asshole. <laughs> And, and that's it. And there's one simple, yeah, yeah. Or else he's just a a, a corrupt, unbelievable, dangerous asshole. Yeah. And they cannot wrap their head around that. Yeah. But we've talked about the psychology, the psychology of admitting you're wrong. Yeah. Very few people can admit they're wrong. It's like these cult leaders, and he's kind of like a cult leader in a oh, way. Definitely, like is. like he is a cult leader. Like when you get to a certain point, you are going to just sit there and drink that damn Kool Aid because you're all in. You've done. You you're all in. You've yeah. You've got your Trump stickers. You've defended him, and the more you do that, the more psychological barriers you put forth to where you can't admit you're wrong. You just can't. 
you can't admit he's wrong because you've been yeah. admitting you're wrong and you've been following this dude. Yeah. And all the things you've said has been a waste of time and all those stickers on your car look ridiculous. You just, it's hard to psychologically well, do that. Well, I really, I wish in my deep little dark heart that, like, <coughs> we could use all, you know, workmen or electricians, plumbers, everybody, you know, that isn't covered in Trump stickers on their work van. But we live in eastern Kentucky, and that's just not a reality we can find. <laughs> it's it's odd times. It is. I'll tell you. I mean, and that population you're talking about, like union people, uh, manual labor jobs, plumbing, HVAC, electricians, mm-hmm. all that. Even 15 years ago, those people never voted Republican. No. Never. No. I mean, the... the the Democratic Party could have counted on those votes no matter who ran for president. Yeah. And now that's the exactly opposite. Yeah. It's 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 odd times. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It really <laughs> And hey, you know, we're living in Gilead now. Um it's uh, illegal abortion in oh, yeah, the state the, of Kentucky. Oh I mean, yeah, the abortion completely stuff, abortion taken too. away. And that is control of your whole life. Controlling your fertility oh, yeah. is control of your whole life. It's and ridiculous. yes, there are some ways men can get out of, you know, their part of creating a right. a we, human life. We can't just walk away. And oh, I'm yeah, of course. I'm. It's. I think it's utterly ridiculous. And it's it's just a sad joke that you know we're. Very fertile, very young. Well, my go-to logical retort, not that even I would ever engage anybody, but mm-hmm. my my retort with some imaginary person who is pro-abortion is, okay, if you're pro-abortion, that's fantastic. But then every one of these babies that are born that are opioid Alcohol syndrome, you know what I'm saying? Severely deformed, severely mentally handicapped kids that are born. This is an extreme example, but whatever. They're born every anti-abortion. day. Anti-abortion. I think you're you're meaning anti-abortion there or pro-life. You got it mixed. I'm saying those people adopt some of those kids. Yeah. If you're anti-abortion, then I want to see you adopting some of these kids. Yes. And if you don't. Then, Shut up. then you are full of shit. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're just absolutely couch coaching somebody else mm-hmm. to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. It's punishing women for having sex. It's. I think it's a religious thing. It's. Well, I mean, that's it. And I guess that, that is and I guess religion. That, and I guess that what it's boils the story down to. of Adam and Eve, and we were punished. For eating of the the tree of of knowledge of good and evil, we were punished with painful child abuse or childbirth, and like th- there are a lot of churches that are completely against any kind of epidurals or pain relief during childbirth. Oh, I know. There's all kinds I mean, of wackadoo when you start nuts. when you get religion involved. There's all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, there just, there just is. And, um, yeah, uh, 
that's my go-to. I want to see you all adopting some of these meth babies. Yeah, if you're absolutely. not if you're not willing to do that, or even, the, or even the other extreme, let's see you just adopt some plain old kids from a 15 year old girl that got pregnant accidentally from her 18 year old boyfriend. It's a normal situation, and it's a and it's a healthy baby. I want to see you do that. I want to see. I want to see some adoptions. If you're not willing to, then shut the hell up. Then you're a hypocrite. Then you're a damn hypocrite, whoever you are. And like, how about how about like some support for mothers? You know, that are having these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've listened to Lindsey Graham this week, and I want to put my fist through that incel's face. He is talking about, oh, we need to keep up keep up with the rest of the civilized world. There are some restrictions on abortion in Europe, but. Like across the board in Europe, they have tons of parental leave after a child is born. Right. They have, you know, socialized medical care, so you don't have to pay for it. Like in America, you've got to pay for that child. You know, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. there's nothing, you have no support. The only support you have are those crazy Christian. Uh, 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 emergency pregnancy centers. If that oh. if that Lindsey Graham had got a girl pregnant when he was twenty years old in law school or whatever he was, he'd be the first fucking one to throw them down the stairs. Oh yeah, you know when you yeah. when you put it on yourself, it's so easy to couch coach somebody else. Yeah, but come on, hell, yeah. everybody, every guy I know has obviously had a scare at one time or another where some girl came to you and like, I don't know, I'm kind of late. I might be pregnant. And, and you're like just absolutely petrified. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's probably when you're young, when that happened to me, I was in, I was in college Yeah, and I'm like, well, here we go. My life just got fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Totally ruined. Like, well, you know, and, and again, you can say, well, that's your fault. You didn't wear a condom, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but still, because I made a mistake or, and that girl made a mistake that we're going to be fucked the rest of our lives. Fuck that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, and I mean, and technically y'all were old enough. Yeah. We were legal age. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it ended up being a scare. But if it hadn't been, and I mean, I don't know if she would have wanted to have abortion or not. That's another big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether they do or not. And then you got to decide. And then if they, you know how it goes. Oh, shit. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you're, yeah. Anyway. So. I've been very lucky. The only scare I had, I was actually married at the time. And... <laughs> I've never been so scared for my own life before my, uh, you yeah. know, or since. Like, like that was the most dangerous time for me, and it is for a lot of women. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's just it's a it's a big big thing, and it's just it's so infuriating to watch men try to control it. From my point of view, oh, woman, uh, it's absolutely. just like, <laughs> and, and I think the names for them evolved very, very good. Like, I like the, that it's your anti-abortion or pro-choice. Like, we're not even saying that we're anti-abortion, the other side of it. We just want the choice, whether to have it or not. Anti-abortion, 
Well, let's see. They say pro-life and pro-choice is what is that but, they go down. Yeah, that's what they go by. Right, well, pro-life yeah. and pro-choice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. No, it's not okay. I really don't uh, think it is. Cause I like the pro- anti-abortion. Yeah. You're just anti-abortion. That's because they're they not are. pro-life. They're not. No, not quality life. Again, yeah, it's not a far-fetched example for these meth babies. They're born all the time. We're a, we're a nation of opioid addicted people, and those babies are born all the time. And what are we going to do with them? Well, uh, force a force a young person probably to deal with that mentally handicapped child, adult, whatever it's going to grow into forever. There's no place for them anymore uh, you know homes some some institutionalized home nursing home something yeah it's horrible yeah that's it is horrible and anyhow ah. well that guy has got up on a lot of stuff yeah where can they find us at miss <laughs> petra we are at hillilynerdtalk.com that's where you can listen to us straight off the internet if you want yep or you can find us we are on spotify Oh, that's cool. You can get it on Spotify or uh, iTunes Music, uh, Apple iTunes. Um, you can listen to us lots of places. Yes. Twitter. I still keep up with Twitter. I post some articles there sometimes. I got kicked off of uh, Reddit. You got kicked off of Reddit. <laughs> so I'm not doing any social media. And I still post some Reddit stuff. So we post some stuff there. We'll post shows and just whatnot, general musings and articles we're reading and you know yeah i I would i'd totally if i found our uh twitter feed or um reddit i'd totally subscribe we'll have a picture of a goofy cat doing something and then we'll have some cerebral thing like an asteroid getting (laughs) it's kind of random yeah well that's i i I like that anyway (laughs) well all right everybody it was really good talking to you and we'll talk to you next time